Hi, I'm Claudia Sorio here at Houston Cinema Arts Festival. I'm sitting here with a legend and an icon, Ms. Uzan Palsy. Hi, Uzan, how are you doing today? Fine, thank you. And you? Oh, I'm doing very well. I'm just very excited to meet you. I I've admired you for so long, and now you're here at Houston Cinema Arts Festival 2019. What has your experience been like so far? Uh, actually, this is the first for me. Uh, this is the first time that uh, I come here. Actually, I had the great pleasure to spend some hours at the Wright University Humanities with some student, uh, students and uh, uh, some professors to talk about uh, my career, about some of my movies, uh, because they screened Sugarcane Alley, my first film. And uh, some of us saw A Dry White Season and Simeon, uh, my other films. And uh, we talked about, you know, filmmaking. <laughs> and. Uh, um, adaptation, book adaptation, you know, uh, to the screen. Uh, it was quite quite interesting, actually. Do yeah. you have any ties to Houston? Have you ever been to Houston? Uh, this is my first time, first actually. Time. My first time, but, uh, you know, I have um, been working for more t 20 years, I would say, uh, on a subject, on a character who is from Texas, actually. So, and uh, so, so it, 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 was a, it was very funny when I came here and I saw her name, you know, on one of, uh, there was a room ca bearing her name. <laughs> it was Bessie Coleman, the flyer, because she's from Waxahashi, Texas. Yes, she is But from Houston, Texas. I mean, yes, it's uh, the first time that I come here. So first time in Texas, first time in Houston. Yes. So let's talk about your 1983 film, Sugarcane Alley. It is the Texas premiere of the new restoration of the film. What has it been like sharing the film with a new generation of moviegoers? That's very funny because uh, that movie, it's, um, it's an old woman, an old lady, I would say, like we used to call Shukin Ali. Um, and um, I was um, very happy, I wouldn't say surprised, but very happy to see the impact the film's impact on, on the young generation. Because you know, a movie that, that I did in 1983, we are in 2019, and uh, one could, see, could, could think um, how the new generation will see the film, and maybe they won't be interested in watching it, and no. The movie is a classic all over the world, and has been a classic for many years, and uh, the young generation, they just, embrace the movie. They love it, they, they giggle, you know, they are moves, you know, and they truly love the film. And I'm, I'm, I think that uh, the reason why it's like that is because um, we, in the movie we talk about, uh, I mean, human values, about, you know, love, uh, struggle, uh, uh, death, about uh, friendship, you know, about uh, uh, so many things that are in our daily life, wherever we are, whatever our race, what our gender, our uh, creed, I mean, you know, that's, I think that uh, that's why people, this generation and maybe the next generation, you know, they will keep, you know, embracing the film. Which is still so relevant today, especially now more than ever, I feel like, and it still resonates with audiences. So can you walk me through what it was like making that film for you? I know you faced several challenges. 
uh, the making of sugarcane alley was uh, <laughs> it was uh, very hard, very hard. It was a, a terrible journey for me for years because um, nobody wanted to do it because uh, the characters were black and. Uh, they, they, would, they would tell me, uh, you know, um, it's, it's a great story, but uh, it's not uh, black, as, it's not bankable. We want to know how to market this. We want to know how to, to sell that film. The audience will not go and, and see the film. And I was very shocked. I was very hurt, humiliated by all these comments. And I said, wait a minute. How dare can you say that, you know? If the movie is a great story, um, well marketed, people will go and see the film the same way that they go and they see what, what movies, because you call my stories black stories, that's what I will tell them. So when you market your, 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 your film, you know, uh, we go and we see it. So why? Because that one has black characters, it won't sell. And, uh, and the, the movie proves them wrong. The success, the huge success of the film proves them wrong, you know. This film is a masterpiece, having swept the Cesar Awards and winning awards at the 40th Venice Film Festival, including the Silver Lion. But as a woman of color working in the film industry, what sorts of obstacles did you face at the time? The fact that I, the director, I was young, I was female, and I was black. And, and they, for... They tried to make me, to present that like handicaps. And I decided to use the so-called handicaps, you know, like tools, very strong tools to fight, you know, and impose myself and, and fight for, for, for my baby, I would say. Yeah. Um, and and, uh, and I, I'm glad that I never give up. And I had some support on, along the road, you know. I had people who really b backed me up, backed me up uh, I mean, encouraged me. People like Francois Truffaut, the, that very famous French filmmaker. People like the great poet and philosopher, Caribbean philosopher and, and historian, Aimé Césaire. Um, and and uh, other, other friends, you know, who will, be, who will be coming and helping. And, you know, also Maya Angelou. Dr. Maya Angelou was my godmother, um, and that's um, it, it was uh, very important for me uh, to have all those support to be able to find the money and make that movie. Yeah, and there was also uh, Robert Redford. Robert Redford, when the movie came out in in France, he invited me to Sundance. I was uh, picked among 10 French filmmakers, I'm the one that they picked to, to go to Sundance. And, uh, and he loved, he just loved that movie. And, uh, and then he helped me also. Uh, if I, I went to, to Los Angeles for my next movie, it's because he literally put me in the plane and, and sent me to, 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 to Hollywood. Because he was asking me to come to work with them and I didn't want to go. And he said, no, no, you need to go with that great movie you just made, you should go test the water, and if you don't like it, you go home. But don't, don't close the door like that. But he was a great, great supporter. And also, my, I used to call him my American godfather. Yes. Robert Radford, your American godfather. That is so cool. Yeah. 
You broke the glass ceiling for many female filmmakers of color. You were the first black woman director of a film produced by a major Hollywood studio for your film, A Dry White Season. You were the first black director to win a Cesar Award and the first black director to win a Silver Lion at the Venice Film Festival. But there is still an issue of representation in this industry. What are your thoughts on that lack of representation still? I, I have been the first uh, of many, many first, many things, and too many actually it, 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 for me because that shouldn't it's I'm not taking any uh, glory of that I'm not very proud of that that makes me very sad of course I'm glad that you know when I I, I do it when and I, I succeed you know to do it but it's, it's it's too bad that I'm the first one today I mean that shouldn't be happening I should. I would prefer to be the tenth or the twentieth, you know, and um, and still, even if I fought very hard and I keep fighting for that, you know, and I fought v many, for many years to make my project. Um, I mean, today there is a there is I, I can we cannot lie about it and say that oh no nothing changes no we cannot do that when we have to acknowledge even the small steps. Any small steps, you know, that can loosen things, op that can uh, open the door, we must acknowledge them. There is uh, that movement with uh, uh, the, the, the women, you know, um, Time's Up, uh, Me Too, or whatever, you know, all, all those movements. Um, and, and, and the movement before them with women being in the street and people writing against uh, the, that situation, um, and also the diversity and all those pressures, you know, all those pressures uh, put on the people who got the money, I mean, that helped, you know, to shake a little bit the system and they, there is an opening. But to be honest, it, it, in my sense, um, the thing that really helped to do to do that also was all the the platforms, the different platforms that, that happen to be there, you know? And I will name them because they know them. Um, and those platforms who have been, you know, opening the door for filmmakers, whatever their race, their culture, their gender, okay, you have a project, we like the project, okay, so we produce it and put it there for, because they need content. Um, and I think that that, that that helped, and that will keep helping. And, all, and all, all those movies, like you have, of course you have Black Panthers, and everybody will talk about Black Panther. That's a, but I think that Black Panther made the whole thing explode, you know. But before Black Panther, we had the butler, we had the 12, 12 years a slave, we had uh, Get Out, we had uh, um, Moonlight, I mean, uh, Hidden Figures, and others that, uh, you know, all those great movies and the audience, they were there. And then Black Panther came and boom, you know. And so it's very difficult today, you know, for uh, a studio executive, you know, or anybody else, you know, um, to sit down in front of me or other black filmmakers to tell them, oh, well, black, that's don't sell, you know, the audience won't go to see that. That's a lie. 
because those movies had proven that the audience is there. If the story is good and is well marketed, people will go and see it just as a movie. And we need to stop saying black film, white. Do we talk about the other project like uh, white stories? When we want to see a film, we say, oh, did you see that, fi that such and such film? It's great. And everybody will go, people will go and see it. That's what I would like. But I don't like the fact that, oh, it's a Latino uh, uh, movie, it's a black movie. Why, why? I mean, why put, you know, a color on the outs? What advice did you get when you were just starting out in the film industry that has stayed with you throughout your entire career? Uh, I was very fortunate to have uh, two, two major uh, people in my life when I was a young girl, uh, or when I was born, actually. Uh, my dad, who was a feminist, and the, f the first feminist that I, 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 I met, um, who never made a difference between boys and girls at home. Everything that uh, uh, girls would do, like domestic things, works in the house, both had to do the same. Because as he used to say, you had 10 fingers. So you, you should be able to do that. And, uh, and also, he will help me, encourage me to do things that boys will do, like technical things. You know, because if you are alone, if you, if you have to deal with that, you need to know, to, you need to, to do it on your own, you know? And then uh, the other person was my grandmother uh, on my father's side. She told me, first of all, when you love somebody, when you, have a, when you, you love something, when you have a dream, um, you have a passion for something, never let anyone take you off track of that dream of that desire that you have. And if they put a fence in front of you, and they tell you, oh no, you cannot do that because you are a girl, or oh no, you cannot do that because this or because that, you know, just jump over it and fly, okay? And I never, never forgot those things, you know. That was gifts that she gave me and I put that around my neck, you know, like a beautiful necklace. I carried that all my life, still today. And that always encouraged me to be bold, to be, you know, to, to fight for what I believe is right and what I want to do. And that's the best advice that I, I, I keep giving to any young, young creators, male or female, and mostly the girls, Go for it. You have a passion you wanted. Don't, don't put any limits. Don't let people to put any limits in front of you. Fight for your, for, your, for your dream. You have always focused on very strong characters in your films. How do you decide which projects to work on? Sometimes, um, regarding my projects, sometimes I, <laughs> I woke up a morning just like a, a, a composer and uh, in the music, and you know, you have a kind of tune that comes just like that. You don't know why, and you don't know when that will happen, but your muse just gives you that, and you have something in your head, and then you feel like, okay, going to the piano or guitar or whatever, or, you know, or cello, whatever your instrument, and just you, you play with it like this, and 
the tune keep building and building. The story sometimes is the same thing with me. I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm traveling, I'm in a plane, I'm in, in the countryside, you know, any place. And I have just like an idea. And I see my characters, like Simeon, that happened like that for that movie. I heard music and I, and I saw, you know, the old man and that young girl and I, and I, and I say, oh, and then I will grab a paper, pieces of paper, wherever I could find them and, you know, write some stuff on those, as they come to me on the papers. And, um, oh, now I have the computer, so I'll go and I will type things, just notes. And I start, the story start building in my head. And sometimes, you know, I discover a great book, you know, a great book. And um, I read the book and I, oh my God. And I say, oh, this is, that talks to me. Because I always said that I can write screenplays. I can write stories. I have plenty in my head, plenty of stories that I would like to, 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 to bring to the screen. Um, but when, when I, I'm lucky to, you know, to find a book that has so many things that, that echoes with what I have inside, why to be arrogant? Take the book and adapt it. It saves you the trouble of sitting and writing, and, you know? That's what I think, you know? So, it might, so the, the stories can come different ways. You know, there is no rules, actually. It just come like that, or, or I said, okay, I, I want to make a movie about uh, apartheid, like I did, for example, because I'm looking at the news, and I, I, I'm crying, and I'm in, in such rage that things like that can happen today. And, uh, and I said, no, I have to, to, to tell a story, I, but which one? You know, I don't know the country. And then I discover a book, and everything is there. And I say, wow, okay, this is what I'll do. And I'm going to adapt the book. And I will add, you know, I'm talking about a, a, a dry white season, for example, when I came across Andre Brink's book. And uh, so I did a vi uh, an adaptation of the book, and uh, I, I, I enrich uh, the story with, I updated the story, actually, because the struggle in South Africa was so powerful and much stronger with involving the, the, the young, the student, you know, uh, the kids. Uh, and and uh, that was not in the book, uh, you know, the way that uh, it was at that time. So I had to, I did a, a real adaptation and Andre Brink, he was so happy with it, yeah. And also I have access to information that he couldn't have being white and in and, and, and an apartheid country. What advice would you give to young filmmakers given the current landscape of the film industry today? When I started, there was nothing for me. I was alone. Um, it was very hard because there are not that many, many fem female directors. Um, and on top of that, I was black. Um, so it, it, it was really, really hard. Um, and there was no internet. Today, the young generation, they have that luck that people like me, like others, you know, they fought hard. Uh, people like Captain Colin that came before me. Um, and, you know, 
they, they fought hard to open the way. You see, uh, and can I say people like Julie Dash, you see people like Debbie Allen. Um, it, it's um, Nima Barnett and others, or, or Charles Barnett, um, and there was also people like Spike Lee. And, and I won't name them all, and I will forget, so I stop because I might forget some <laughs> that I love a lot. And I, anyway, um, and the, 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 that new generation, you know, the new generation is very lucky, in fact, that people like that, you know, like us, we pave the way, we open the way for them. So they can come to us they can, to get advices, and many they do that. They come to me, and I'm sure that they go to other, you know, the others. And we, we welcome them. We, we try to guide them as much as we can, because we are still struggling to make our movies. Um, so, uh, and because the, the, there, is, there, was, there is now um, the social media, you know, you have internet, you have the social media, you have Facebook, all these things. Um, if somebody said to you, okay, well, we do, I don't like your story, or it's, it's too black, or too this, or too that, and they don't want to produce it. And you can get a way, find a way, you know, to make your film, you can put it on the internet. And people will go and see it. And now, guess what? <laughs> the criterion to give you money to make your film, now it appears that it's, it's not because the story is great, because or because you are a great filmmakers, you can be, uh, you know, a young filmmaker who never did anything, in, you know, and you do one movie. Even if the movie is not fantastic, it's not a blockbuster, but if you have a certain amount of viewers or followers, so they will say, oh, that young person has such and so many followers, okay, they will call you. And, and offer you a deal. Isn't that crazy? It is, yeah. And, and that doesn't make sense to me. But that, that, that's what is happening now. So you can be a great filmmaker. We, you can have a, a lot of experience. Your story can be wonderful. But you, you might find that you might have to face that kind of situation today. And I'm not the only one, the only filmmaker, you know, acknowledging this, that situation. We know that, we, we're seeing it. What do you hope audiences will take away from the film after rewatching Sugarcane Alley, or even those who are watching it for the first time? People, when they, they see Sugarcane Alley, um, they are moved by the movie because it's a movie about life. It's the story of an old woman, a grandmother, you know, who is, she doesn't know how to read and write, but she knows one thing, she wants her grandson to get everything that she couldn't get, the, one of the most important things that she, she would kill to have, and because she was a black woman in a, colon, a colonial country, a, a country, you know, um, where colonialism was big time and, dis, and, and destroying people and putting black folks, you know, you know, just like in the sugarcane plantation, they were born there, and she, they lived there, and they died there. She knew one thing, that thing that she didn't have, education. And she really, she fought hard for, for her grandson to have that. So she made sure that she will, he would, that boy will never be in the sugarcane uh, plantation. So 
when the, it's a story about that woman and that boy, her struggle and the boy to study, you know, hard and become wh wh who he became. But it's a story about uh, life, about death as well, uh, and it, it it's moving, but it's also people have fun watching the movie with all those kids, what they do. And that reminds everyone of their childhood, whatever their race. That reminds everyone their childhood. Everyone had, had a grandmother, you know? So, and, and it's, I think that it's, it's the human qualities of the film that grab you like this, and you love those people. You want to meet, meet them and hug them, kiss them, be with them. And, and that's how the young generation, when they, they see the film and they talk about it, the, the movies stay with them for days and weeks and months. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ms. Suzanne Palsy. I won't take up any more of your time. I know you're so busy, but I hope everybody will go out and at least experience the new restoration of Sugarcane Alley and experience a story that is still so relevant and is so powerful to watch and experience. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I it really appreciate my pleasure. it. Thank you.